production. Hello, welcome back to Koshy's Easy Steps to Financial Success. I'm David Kosh. I'm on a mission to help you fulfill your financial dreams. Now, in the last episode, I talked you through putting a household budget together. And before that, the importance of setting your own financial goals. So now that you've got the basics sorted, it's time to talk about managing debt. Now, debt can easily get out of control. According to the Australian Bureau of Statistics, the average Australian household has $17,000 in consumer debt. That's outside of your mortgage. And they have $3,273 on their credit card or credit cards. Look, drowning in debt is a horrible, horrible feeling. I know Lib and I have been through it many times. So do most Australians. You lose sleep. It'll impact your relationship. You get grumpy with each other. And it can be a spiral that's hard to pull yourself back out of. But before we start in managing your debt, you've got to first understand there's good debt and there's also bad debt. Now, good debt and there is good debt, is borrowing money to invest in something that's going to earn you more than the value of the debt. With low interest rates, we're seeing at the moment, borrowing can actually be good if it's invested somewhere else to produce a much higher return than the interest on the debt. For example, investing in a house that you're going to get a return on, investing in shares that will go up in value and give you a better return than the interest you're paying on the debt. But bad debt is where you borrow to spend on something which really has no long-term value. Just think about it. Clothes don't go up in value. Holidays are really enjoyable, but really aren't worth anything financially. And going out to restaurants, again, is enjoyable, but is money down the drain. These are often called consumable spending. The problem with bad debt is that it's really expensive debt. Think about it this way. Borrowing to buy a house will cost you less than 4% interest. Borrowing using your credit card to spend on clothes, restaurants or holidays can cost you between 10 and 20% interest. Ouch, that is a lot of money. It's just crazy. And that's what you're paying if you don't, for example, pay off your credit card balance on time each and every month. So I'm going to concentrate on getting you out of bad debt, the expensive debt. I'm going to put you on a diet, a seven-step debt diet. Instead of cutting out carbs, I want you to cut out credit. So what should you be doing? Step number one, if you're drowning in bad debt, is face reality. Don't ignore your debt problem until it's too late. The sooner you act, the better off you'll be. Are you getting calls from debt collectors? Are you unable to pay off your credit card balance on time? Are you losing sleep over the amount of debt that you have and you just can't see a way to get on top of it. 
If you're answering yes to all of these questions, you do have to face reality. You have a bad debt problem and you've got to work through it. Look, if you know you're in trouble, talk about it. It'll probably be much less painful than you think. You know, credit card companies, banks and other financial institutions are always more lenient if they know you're trying to tackle the problem. They'd rather you fess up and try and do a deal with them than stick your head in the sand and ignore them. But you've got to show that you're committed to solving your debt problem. In other words, you have to have a plan. Next, make a budget. We've talked about this previously. Remember that budget you did in step two? If you didn't do it, start it right now. Then for the next month, write down everything you spend and examine what you've done. You'll be amazed and maybe (laughs) probably a little horrified at where your money has gone. But I bet you'll think twice in the future about every dollar you spend. Think about automatic debits coming out of your bank account or added to your credit card. This always amazes Lib and I. Sort of the subscription payments you regularly make, the gym payments. We we had a $9 a month charge that we had no idea what it was for. When we looked into it, it was for an internet toggle. You know those ones that you used to plug into the side of your PC that we committed to four and a half years ago and hadn't used for about three years. And it just kept leaking out of our credit card statement every month. So after doing your budget, the next step is committing to stick to it. You need to start living within your means so you don't slip further into debt or racking up more credit card balances that you can't pay off. From now on, just use cash or a debit card for everyday expenses like groceries, clothes and entertainment so you're only using money you have, not the credit card companies. And I've got to say, debit card usage in Australia is now at record level. So, so many people are getting this message and using it wisely. Step five in our seven-step debt diet is not falling for the minimum payment trap. The monthly credit card bill looks horrific, but then you always take comfort in the much smaller minimum balance owed. It's a big mistake. Sorry to break it to you, but it's going to take years to eliminate your debts if you only make the minimum payments. Paying the minimum doesn't even pay off the interest incurred on that month's outstanding balance. So in effect, paying the minimum monthly balance gets you further into debt and doesn't reduce it at all. Step six, pay off your most expensive debt first. Look, it's common sense, but you need to pay off the debt with the highest interest rate first. Credit cards are charging up to 21% interest. So focus on that debt to start with, then look at the next most expensive debt, which is usually personal loans, which will be costing at least 10% interest and work your way down from there. So paying off the most expensive debt first is sort of like lifting the heaviest weight off your shoulders 
so you can swim rather than drown in debt. And speaking of drowning, our final step in our seven-step debt diet is to consider consolidating your debts. Look, you're drowning in multiple outstanding credit card balances. You've got some personal loans and a mortgage. It seems as though debt is coming at you from everywhere. So simplify things if you can by consolidating all the debts into one lower interest rate loan. For example, if you're ahead on your home loan repayments, maybe look at sticking those outstanding credit card balances, which are costing you 18% interest, into your home loan because that's just costing you 4% interest. Makes sense, doesn't it? But, and this is a big but, you then have to focus on paying off this extra that you've added to your home loan debt as quickly as possible. Why? Because you'll be worse off if you leave it for the long term. For example, if you've got $5,000 you're adding to your home loan at 4%, that's terrific. But if you leave it there for 30 years, the length of your home loan, the interest you're going to pay is going to be enormous. So, Focus on that extra 5000 and pay that bit off as quickly as possible and you're going to be well ahead. The other thing to think about is your personal credit rating because your personal credit rating could also have a big impact on the interest you pay on debt or even whether you're able to borrow in the first place. Do me a favour and check your credit score now. Go to getcreditscore.com.au. It's easy. Because every time you apply for credit from a bank or a retailer, they will check your credit score. So you should as well. Credit agencies have to provide you with a free copy of your credit report every 12 months if you request it, or if you've recently been rejected for credit. This report includes information on debts like your mortgage or credit cards, all the way down to recording whether you pay your monthly bills on time. It also includes any application you've made for credit, any time you've defaulted on a bill or a debt, and if you're guarantor for somebody else's loan. A poor credit rating will impact on whether you can borrow at all and how much interest you will pay on loans. The worse your credit rating the higher the interest rate you'll pay. If you've mistakenly received a black mark against your name on your credit score, get in touch with the ratings agency or creditor directly and ask them to correct the mistake. The credit rating agencies must correct any mistakes that you point out to them. Now, while a poor credit rating is bad for your ability to borrow, and can mean you'll pay a higher interest rate, a good credit rating is really great news. It means you're reliable in meeting your obligations. In other words, you're low risk. So when you apply for a loan, ask for a discount on the interest rate and point out you've got a great credit score, you're a lower risk, so you deserve a lower interest rate. Now, if you have a home loan, let's talk about taming that beast. For most people, 
this is the biggest loan that they have. If you want to bring it under control, the first thing to do is increase the frequency of your repayments. For example, if you currently make repayments monthly, change them to fortnightly. If you make them fortnightly, change them to weekly. Why? Changing your repayments to a more frequent cycle will mean you make extra repayments each calendar year. Remember, there's 52 weeks in the year. And if you're paying monthly, that's 12 repayments a year. But if you pay fortnightly, it's actually 26 payments a year, not the 24, by just simply doubling the 12 monthly payments. Also, by increasing the regularity of your repayments, you'll end up paying less interest on the loan as there's less interest compounding each period. Now, the second step on taming that home loan beast is to keep your repayments constant when interest rates fall. For example, if the Reserve Bank cuts interest rates again, don't go book a holiday on the savings and spend it all. Instead, use the opportunity to reduce your repayments, keep them constant at the old higher level, and in effect, you're paying more off your loan. Number three, budget for an extra $100 a month in repayments. If your mortgage doesn't have you pressed to the wall, see if you can rustle up an extra $100 a month out of your budget or put a tax refund or a work bonus or inheritance or small windfall against the mortgage. The impact of this could be huge in cutting the term of your loan and the interest you pay. For example, paying an extra $100 a month in repayments off an average Australian home loan can reduce the length of the loan by up to four years, and you can save up to $30,000 in interest over the term of the loan. And also, don't forget to ring up the bank or your financier and ask for a better deal. Don't be scared to do this. It is so important. Ring them up. Do it right now. Say to them, I've got a good credit score. I'm a good customer. I see other competitors are offering a better deal. Can I have a discount on the interest rate? They can only say no, give it a go. I have said this to so many people. My best result so far is a lady who emailed me back and said she got a 0.9% discount on her home loan and was saving $10,000 a year on her mortgage repayments as a result. So having a great credit score doesn't get you just a better deal when you apply for a loan. It gets you a better deal even on your existing loans, but you've got to ask for it. A financial institution is not going to ring you up and say, oh, you've got a great credit score. I'll give you a discount. We're talking banks here. Last but not least, keep your eyes glued for a better deal. There are so many comparative websites out there like Canex and like Finder and Rate City that you can keep an eye on what everybody is offering to make sure your financial institution is giving you the best deal. If they're not, ask for a better deal. And if you don't get it, be prepared to walk and go and take your business elsewhere. But a word of warning, do not, do not tell your bank to get nicked and say you're going somewhere else. 
until you've organised the alternative. Because banks these days have tighter regulations on granting new loans than probably they had when you applied for your old one. So make sure you've got the alternative lined up before you tell your existing bank where to go. So that brings us to the end of this episode on managing debt. Debt doesn't have to be a scary word. In fact, we need debt to help us achieve our financial dreams. Just remember, cut out the credit where possible. If you stick to my seven-step diet, you'll be well on your way. Now, if you need more advice around managing debt, head to the Your Money and Your Life website. There are plenty of articles and some more tips from Libby and I. That's ymyl.com.au. Good luck, and when you're ready to take the next step in getting your financial life under control, I'll be here waiting. Koshy's Easy Steps to Financial Success was presented by David Kosh. Producer, Melody Ruiz. Executive Producer, Jennifer Goggin. Sound Production by Darcy Thompson. Listener.